With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And we are back. Uh, this is exciting. I've been I've been really looking forward to this over the last few weeks. Um, it's been an amazing year for our guest uh, Ed Jerdy, uh, Band of Heathens, and you know there's been the Grand Old Opry. There's been a tour to promote simpler things, um, and you know their new album, as well as a gold record, uh, Grammy um, award. Uh, you know potential um nominee and tomorrow simpler things is coming out um it's a little bit of a a stripped down version of simple things ed i'd love to hear a little bit about what we're gonna see with with simpler things yeah you left out a top 10 too gibby we had a top 10 top 10 yeah cool Hmm. yeah simpler things well you know like when Gordy and I write songs for records, um, we make demos, you know, little home demos and stuff like that. But we've never really like properly recorded um, a record in an acoustic format, really. And you know, ac- acoustic music is such a big part of what we do, you know. And I, we just thought it would be fun, and we really thought this was a great batch of songs. We thought it would be fun to kind of be able to present songs in a just a more stripped down kind of down home way you know almost like um unplugged kind of in the same order as simple things just he and i ours a couple microphones um and we really loved it and thought it sounded great um, but like always when you're in the studio and you have the ability to tweet and things, we thought it would be cool to include the other band in a few spots, you know. So Trevor Nealon plays keys on a couple things, and Nick J, our player, who's a great singer, he sings some harmonies on a couple things, and Clint Simmons, our drummer, put some percussion on some stuff and really sparse though. And then we had our friend, this guy Noah Jeffries, who's an incredible just on anything stringed instrument, played some fiddle and mandolin. Just to kind of make it, you know, a little bit interesting and give adversity from song to song, but it's it's recorded very live and very raw, um, and we love it. I think it just came out and it's just just kind of a different, um, you know, our a different perspective that we're presenting to our fans and listeners might 
you know, might kind of think of the band as a certain thing, but, um, you know, there are all these different facets that we have and that we like to present to people. So that was just an opportunity. To, that's a long end. Wow. No, you're, you're good. I was, I was thinking about this too, as I was listening through, you know, some of the catalog and, you know, what really stands out, right. Is, is, you know, you're taking lead on some of the vocals and Gordy's taking lead on some of the other vocals on different songs I, you know, I don't know if there's any internal battle who wants which song, et cetera, but um, really like the harmonies as I listen to the dis- discography and, you know, you're you're going through the timeline, like it seems like it's tighter, it's richer. Did you notice that over this past year um, that the harmonies are, are, you know, really reaching a different level than they, they had previously? Not to, you know, detract from previous work. I think, yeah, I think for the band, for sure. I mean, I think the band, as it is right now, it's the best, the band sounded live, and it's the best batch of singers that collectively in the band. So as far as that goes, and I know the longer Gordy and I have performed together and written together, partners in music and in life generally, um, yeah, I, I, the bonds have gotten tighter, you know, and that's reflective in the way we sing and play together, too. Yeah, I mean, like anything, more experience with a skill or just with somebody is obviously going to help you out a ton in terms of just the flow. Like, I imagine you guys are at a point now where we talked about this last time a little bit. You're probably at a point where you're starting to like, I don't want to say finish each other's sentences, but you're sort of on the same wavelength. Bands like traditional jam bands, right? Like The Dead or Fish or any of these bands tend to just like roam around. I know that's not you guys, but do you kind of feel like there's a little bit of that now? Like, to your point, like that's starting to get a little bit more uh, pronounced as you guys, as you guys write and then sing and then compose. Well, I think to your point, anything that you, that you listen to, or I mean, really life, like that has a point of connectivity with the listener or a fan or a follower or whatever that is like, at some point concept that I've heard referred to as the master principle. And it's just a thing when like, you know, you know, the, the combination of the parts is bigger than the individual pieces, right? It's like, yep. so yeah, we do, we can finish each other's sentences. But even more than that, I think we're just on the same wavelength in terms of like what we're trying to convey and how to do it. You know, we don't really have to talk a lot about, about that. You know, we, we might talk about specific stuff, but the the 10,000 foot view of stuff is, is pretty cool the time for us. Yeah, Absolutely. And so I was curious, I, I listed off a ton of the accomplishments since we last spoke, probably in February. Um, was there a singular moment that, you know, either for you or for the band was like, holy cow, not that you haven't been extremely successful, right? Hurricane had probably 50 million streams before we spoke um, before and and you guys were, were a well-known band, but it seems like it's ratcheted up another level. Are are there any specific moments that have happened this year that, you know, you really have taken a step back? Yeah. I mean, I like the grand old Opry, I think was a great, yeah, a great thing for us, you know, just, I think we'd all had, had a little bit of a, you know, a lot of, some of us, I would say varying levels of awareness of what, you know, the mm-hmm. impact of that show and kind of its importance. But, um, getting to be there and participate in it and kind of being a part of that family and the the history and lineage of what that show has meant to so many people 
Um, yeah, that was definitely that was definitely a milestone. And it, you know, when things like that come about, you you recognize that you know, like it's just kind of um, all the work that you've done leading up to that point. Yeah, you know, to kind of get have a moment like that to celebrate it is nice. It's nice to just be able to take a moment and enjoy that for sure. It, yeah. And uh, as a follow up to that too, right? Like you've been. You guys have been grinding. We talked about this as we were jumping on backstage and um, it, and you've been doing that for years too. And you've been promoting. Is there a sense of like, what's next? How do we keep this momentum going? Or is yeah. it more like, let's just enjoy this moment? Like, how do you separate those two things? Or is it you can do both at the same time? Both. They're not mutually exclusive. I mean, the moments where you're sitting back and patting yourself on the back and enjoying it, they're, they're pretty quick. You know what I mean? I think yeah. because ultimately for me, at least I've recognized that, you know, when like the Grand Ole Opry is great and these things come about, we, you know, like we had a number one Americana record and the record did great, you know, and people were listening to it and saying nice things about it. And that's all very, it's flattering. And it's nice to hear. It's sort of like a validation of your work. But the point to me ultimately is like, the validation of your work is that you get to do more of the work, right? Like mm-hmm. for like me that. and getting into this, all I ever wanted to do is to be able to play music, you know? Um, yeah. And obviously as time has gone on that, that concept has become much more finely tuned, but in the end that really still is the thing. Like the, we get to make records and go out and play shows and people will support that with their hard earned money is uh, that's really all the reward you should need. If you, if this is what you really want to be doing. And, you know, again, like, we didn't get into this to be famous. It was about I, the people that I admired that I had a lot of respect for were musicians. That, that was what brought them to my attention. You know, the fact that they were really good at it oftentimes was why they became famous or why people knew who they were, you know? So. I think one of the things that fascinates me too about um, artists, musicians, et cetera, is, you know, the progression there doesn't seem to be linear. It, it really like you, and we've talked about this, you know, it, it can be stops and starts, ups and downs. Like you catch a break, you don't catch a break. I think the really cool thing that I've noticed just in following you all and then watching and talking to you is, you know, you, you just said the, the, the real joy in this is that you get to keep doing it, which I really like because that's, you, that's your path. Like it doesn't even really matter what's too far down that road. You just know that you're in the moment and you're doing what you like to be doing, which is really cool. So I respect that. Um, I have a random question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, health and wellness is a big part of your routine based off of, you know, our conversations and things I've seen. Yeah. Everybody's into cold plunges and saunas. And I would, I desperately want to find a place in my house somewhere for a sauna. Cause I love those things. Yeah. Um, I know you, you, you kind of described it as when you're in there, obviously it's physically detoxing, but it's a good way to have a complete mental flush. Do you mm-hmm. find yourself beginning to write or like the beginnings or the starting point of, what you're creating do you have any of that happening in there maybe sure. more so than anywhere else or just kind of the same i don't think more so i think what i've realized with all of that is those things come about in completely random circumstances but the, i will say the one thing that seems to prompt that more than anything for me is walking and especially if i'm not like listening to a podcast or something like that where it's i can listen to music and have song ideas but when i'm listening to other people talk which i really enjoy and i do i do quite a bit um that seems to kind of like flush song ideas out although with the once exception of someone will say something in a podcast or i've been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately where there's like there's a phrase or a couplet of words and it's just, and all of a sudden it's just like whoa okay 
that's a cool idea. And then it just kind of, it can kind of spin out from that, you know, but um, to your point, anything, anywhere where you're sort of, your brain's at a very low level of function, not trying to do high cognitive processing or anything like that. When it's in a relaxed state, that's when, that's when ideas start to percolate. That's when things kind of fly in there and you just have to be, uh, you have to be tuned in enough to catch them, which is why I'm saying like when I'm listening to podcasts and stuff, oftentimes the noise of people talking will drown, will drown that out, you know? That's interesting. Cause I, you said like, I would think, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I'm not a musician. Listening to other people's music would scare. I know you have to lean on it for a little inspiration, but it would scare me. Cause I'd be like, am I just recreating what somebody else already did? Is this the same? Right. So that's, that's funny to hear that. That's cool. That, that's a really good mindset. But that's a good point that you're making. I mean, and I, I heard an interview with David Lee Roth, the, the singer of Van Halen a long time ago, where he said like, you know, you find your sound by failing to imitate the people that you admire, right? So, mm-hmm. Which make, which made a lot of sense to me. I'd never really like, I I understood that on an intellectual level, but that like really made it click on a visceral level. And so to your point, it doesn't really scare me because I can listen to something now and on an intellectual level, know what it is that's inspiring me or what, I'm, what I want to pull from that and then put that into my own thing. So it really like, that made me go in a certain direction. But once I decided to go in that direction, that's, you know, I left that, train at the station for lack of a better yeah. metaphor yeah yeah lots of permutations that's cool so i'm i'm curious Ed, you know and, and i was doing a little bit of extra research and i didn't realize you guys were independent right you're an independent band and and you know and it makes perfect sense right that's been a big part of you guys owning the records and owning the music and and everything um and I'm sure there have been, you know, uh, labels that have been knocking at, at times too. Have there been challenges there, or, or is that something that you have always, you know, put your, you know, flag in the ground and said, "This is what we're doing. We're we're independent. And we want to own our our music." Yeah, well, I think it initially started out of a place of necessity. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and a desire to want to do things our own way. And, you know, funnily, funnily enough, a lot of the things that we did just out of happenstance and out of just that seeming like our best option at the time has kind of kind of become like much more standard operating procedures in the music business. You know what I mean? Um, Right. I think for us, though, the idea of being independent was appealing because, you know, it never involved taking money from someone and then having to make a decision on what you owed them or what you know, how they wanted to imprint on what you wanted to do. Not like, with that said, that doesn't mean we don't have advisors and people in our, you know, our management booking agent, you know, we have associations and affiliations and relationships with a lot of people. You're not obligated. Yeah. It's all in the service of what we want to do. We're not really like, we don't really work for anybody, you know, which to me again, like really at the, at the heart of rock and roll and the music I grew up with, that was my, the independent spirit and the rebellious nature of it the sort of anti-establishment um, nature of it was very appealing to me. And I mean, I, I obviously know that paradigm shifted tremendously over the years. <laughs> um, and yeah. music means a whole different thing in society than it meant at one point in time. But for us, I think that's still really important to be able to maintain that le- a level of autonomy. I like that. So a, a couple questions in, in, um, around, you know, what's coming up next. Uh, you know, I, I know you've got the tour continuing on the west coast um and it looks like there's a little uh uh cruise tour as well in the new year um so do you mind filling us in a little bit what's coming up um for band of heathens 
Well, our our Januarys have become pretty cool now, and they're pretty. The last four or five years have been pretty set in stone. And before that, the the the, the thing you referred to, the cruise, it's this called the Sandy Beaches Cruise, which was started by Delver McClinton, like maybe thirty five okay. years ago. He was like one of the first musicians to come up with this idea of doing a, a music cruise. Um, and we've been on that maybe like 10 years now or something. That's really fun. A lot of great bands on that, like the Mavericks and, um, you know, uh, Marsha Ball and all sorts of great people. Um, but then the other thing we've done uh, recurring is there's a festival in Steamboat, Colorado called the Music Fest, which is the first week of January. We've been doing that a number of years. And then there's a festival in Key West called Mile Zero Festival, which we've done the last handful of years as well, too. So January is kind of our, uh, you know, you know, go on vacation with the heathens month. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Steve from there, great. from there, we'll be on the road a bunch next year and uh, working on some new music. You know, that's it's like things don't it's always the same. It's just kind of the the degrees of things very you know this year we'll we'll write and record a new record which will probably come out in 2025 which will be the 20th anniversary of the band which is unbelievable that's pretty cool to think about that you know so um yeah probably a little more recording than touring this year um in 24 just because you know 23 was such a busy year touring and promoting simple things that you do it's just, just sort of just like a bit of a natural breather which you know in our world that means like maybe we'll do like 15 or 20 percent less gigs so this year we yeah. did a hundred. I would maybe we'll do like seventy this year or something like that. So, so in some of these, whether it's the the festivals or the cruises or just in general um, traveling around, are there new bands that you've seen this year or, or bands that you didn't know about that you were really excited about hearing? Yeah, I mean, a few, we had a few open for us on our last tour. You know, I mean, I've heard of some of them, but just getting to do shows with you know with the Watson Twins. And with uh, Taylor Ray and Alex Taylor, the three openers we had out on the West Coast in November was um, was very cool. You know, um, I think in terms of other new music finds for me this year, and these aren't really new artists, but, you know, Sierra Farrell, I've become a really big fan of her music. She's really fantastic. Um, Sarah Jarose has also become a real favorite of mine uh, this year. And uh, Brent Cobb, this great songwriter from Georgia. Um, you know, there's just a, there's a, it's like there's so much great music coming out all the time i think that you know my struggle which is the same as most other people is just is having a filter device you know what i mean i mean every every week spotify spits like 300 songs at me and it's just like yeah i got my spotify rap thing and i was like really that's that was the stuff i listened to the most i have and i told someone the other day like it's kind of unfair for musicians because it's like a bullshit metric like on spotify wrapped all of like my top songs were it was the following things like uh, we collaborated with Hayes Carl, who I love, but we did some shows with him. So, like, you know, a bunch of yeah, my top songs. I had to learn his material for a show. Uh, we learned some cover songs for the band, so I listened to those songs a bunch. Um, I did a couple of recording projects. You know, there were some cover songs in that, so I was learning those for 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 that too. So I, I kind of like I think I need like two profiles um, for the streaming yeah. device. You know, like work. I need like work and personal. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, like you're on Uber or, or Lyft and you have your personal profile and your work profile. I think I need two profiles for the streaming. Uh, well, I was thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, it's skewed. 
creating a couple clips for one of our previous podcasts. And I was like, I, I thought about it, you know, when we first started recording, I'd listen to everything, right? And, and sometimes twice to see like how I heard what I needed to fix. And I'll still do that to ex- to an extent. But now it's really like, okay, I'm really only listening when I'm trying to create the clips. Is it the same like on the musician side? Like you're just listening for, and you probably want to hear like, okay, how did this chord sound, et cetera. It's a, li- a little bit more intricate. Yeah. Of my own stuff, yeah. I mean, I still try to listen to music for pleasure because I think that's a, for me, that's always been a wellspring of inspiration. And, you know, before I really got good at playing music, I was a music fan. I've always been a music fan, yep. you know. That's a, that's something you try to keep alive. Um, and I think that's that helps on a lot of levels, you know. Um, but, yeah, I know, to your point, it's like, the other reason for that is you just get better at it. You know, you can... It's like you can I can more quickly listen to something I've done and, and recognize, oh, that's cool. Or this needs to be fixed or that needs a there's right. something wrong there. And even like in the setup to it, you know, you know, if you've done something 100 times, you know what not to do in advance of it. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, like I mean, like a lot of things we just we, we've gotten a lot better at all that stuff, you know, so that helps. Well, Ed, we don't want to keep you too long and we really appreciate it. I do have one final question before we sign off. Sure. Is there a song we didn't ask and I wanted to that is mm-hmm. your absolute favorite that either you wrote um, as a solo artist that you wow. keep going back to that's like your baby that you know you you just you'll sing in your head as you're walking down the street um, that you keep going back to? No, definitely not. Absolutely uh-huh. not. But um, <laughs> I, I think I think we've we've talked about this not with you guys, but in term in the context of the band of heathens. I think the song that kind of has stuck the most that I've been mostly responsible for is LA County Blues. Um, okay. I think there's something about that song that sort of uh, kind of encapsulates a lot of the spirit of the band, you know? And, and honestly, in that regard, I will say like the new record, those, those songs immediately felt like songs that are going to live for a long time. I think in so our catalog, You know? Um, and for me personally, like, you know, uh, Songs like Don't Let the Darkness and Stormy Weather, um, I think, are are kind of a little bit of a window into my approach to life and the way I see things. You know, I kind of try to maintain a, a positivity about stuff. Um, it doesn't mean things aren't hard or they're not they're not difficult, but I I kind of tend to want to whistle while I while I work as opposed to uh, as opposed to grinding it out. You know what I mean? Um, I'm I'm certainly not afraid of hard work, but I want to do that with a smile on my face and kind of be enjoying myself, you know? Yeah. Smart. You get more out of the process that way. I think so. Not everybody agrees with me, but that's to each their own. You know? I like it. Well, Ed, the, the year has been awesome. It's been fantastic to follow you guys and see the success and, um, you know, the gold record with Hurricane and... Uh, and you know, I don't want to take full credit on getting you guys on Good Morning America, um, because I know we had nothing to do with it. Um, however, uh, you know, it's been some amazing accomplishments, and we hope that 2024 is even more fruitful for you guys. Um, this is kind of like our our Guy Fieri fan favorites round, cool. so we had a lot of people come back to us that loved the original show, uh, that wanted to hear how things are going and. Um, you know, follow Band of Heathens on Instagram. 
pick up simpler things, whether it's Spotify, there's limited edition uh, vinyl um, that's going to be out tomorrow. So um, get those orders in fantastic Christmas gifts and uh, Hanukkah gifts or whatever holidays you want to celebrate. Um, Ed, thank you for yeah, being thank gracious you. and supporting us too. We, we really appreciate it and wish you guys nothing but the best. Yeah. Congrats on everything. Great year. Well, thanks you guys and best to you guys in 2024 and uh, best of luck to everything with the podcast and everything you're doing. Thanks, Ed. We appreciate right. it. Thank you. Cheers.